welcome to day 15 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. I'm Bill Bush, as always, joined by Chris McEwen, my actual friend. Confirmed, <laughs> friend. confirmed yesterday, <laughs> day 14. Uh, just get out of the way, we are recording this so late at night. And we actually have real jobs we got to wake up and do tomorrow. Um, reason being, there is potential to have a guest or two on today's show. But um, for <laughs> one reason or another, we decided not not to tonight. So we do not have our guests. But uh, the reason we are recording this so late is Chris and I had a lovely uh, social gathering over a video conference with owner and co-founder of sub 70 golf, Jason Highland, just to catch up with him for a while. And, uh, you know, it was good. It was nice. As I always say, every day recording this show, no matter kind of how shitty my day is, at least at night, I get to talk to my genuine friend, Chris, <laughs> And have some attachment to the outside world, and um, I think I think Chris would. We'll see here shortly. Chris would agree with me. It was nice to simply put it, talk to one of our friends. Talk. I mean, well, let's be honest. We talked a lot of coronavirus. You know, it's nice to talk to some other people like you talk to your friends to have a more social outlet with some different faces. And I think, uh, I think all three of us on this social gathering would have agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I really thought you were just going to stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Thanks for all the added color. But (laughs) anyway, go ahead. Jason's a good dude, man. It was fun to talk to him and we hadn't talked to him since we were at the shop, so to speak. Uh, at least I hadn't Chicago golf expo. We talked to him. Oh, you you probably didn't. No, I was too busy, you know, doing work. Oh God. Here Um, we go again. Jesus (laughs) Christ. No one cares that you uh, looked at like the latest rubber golf tees and (laughs) used your expensive gimbal to do it. I was trying, I was talking to other people, man. Oh, I can't, I cannot wait until you publish that video. I'm going to make so many fake accounts (laughs) and leave shitty comments on it. Uh, Anyways, anyways, just I was working. I'm not not going to do that. You were, you know, glad handing Jason. No, uh, no. What was I doing? (laughs) Um, Buying maybe the best set of irons ever made from 50 years ago That's and then true. going, Hey, uh, Jason and Jay from sub 70. Can I hit these in your bay, please? While people right. are in line and they're like, can um, I- can <laughs> I hit them too? Then yes. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it was good to catch up with Jason and just kind of hang out and, you know, he's a, he's a small business owner going through this whole thing. So, you know, a little bit different perspective on some things. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good to just kind of hang out and and uh, not do a show yeah. necessarily with him. He'll but he'll come on. He you know Jason's awesome and he'll he and he and Jay both will come on at some point and we can Jay have won't. a lot of that same conversation. But you know with the record button, I am hit. censoring myself. But Jay, you rat bastard! <laughs> you know what? Bill is very offended by. By, by this, by Jason. I actually. don't know how you treat your friends, <laughs> but I tell you what, you let me down tonight. And if this is a reflection on sub 70 golf, maybe I don't, maybe I don't support you anymore. Just kidding. I do. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not true. Um, oh, I didn't read in this text. They were playing spades. I would yeah. like to, I would like to reference the great, Anthony Spice Adams, former Chicago Bear and uh, now social media tycoon. And he does a lot of characters on Instagram and Facebook, and they frequently play spades. And it's so funny. So I'm going to give him a I'm going to give him a half off the hook on this. But you know what? Look, hey, Jay, I know who I can count on. 
And it's not Jay, it's Jason. <laughs> All right. I tell him to listen to this just for yeah. always, we talk some shit. But yeah, they're great guys. Um has Jay they really legitimately are like great guys oh my god i love them and i yeah. think like we're one of a you know one out of a billion people who say it and think we're their best friends which is awesome right. um but yeah <laughs> i believe his exact words were well i'm not going anywhere i'm around every night so just let me know when you guys want to hang out and i was like <laughs> right little do you know sir yeah but yeah they're good as um I don't feel like it's our business to say, but I just feel like it was interesting to, like you said, get their perspective on being a small business navigating this. I think, um, as we said, they, or as we learned, I should say, there's a lot of things in their favor that they are fortunate I th- to be able to weather somewhat of a you know lengthy storm of uncertainty here. Obviously yeah. not forever, but they could have been in way worse shape, as I'm sure a lot of people are, especially in the golf industry. So um, that was good to hear because they are one of those brands that, as we've said before, I I mean, it's not even about like genuinely believing in it, but they. You want it, you want to see good people succeed, you want to see quality stuff do well and i i feel like that's what they have going on and um you know <laughs> i feel like a, a a little bit of a cheese ball saying it this way but the more i get to know them the more you know the more i'm all in the more i'm all about yeah. what they're doing and i appreciate it and yeah. uh i think they're i i really appreciate it. i think about how our conversation ended with him their perspective on themselves might be the best part about it i think they fully understand what they are who they are what they're offering you know where they sit in the market and um yeah where their strengths are right and it's a it's a that's a fresh breath of air in the golf industry i I mean it just is so uh yeah i don't know i i uh I also think, and we, we talked about this a little bit, I think brands like Sub 70, I said Tour Edge, um, you know, we're, we're coming out, there's, if you think about this right now, the world, the world, not just America, China, the world has literally shut down the economy to survive this thing, right? Right. Now, there are one percenters, so to speak, who will come out the other end of this and just pick up where life left off. There are going to be a lot of people having to make significant life changes. A lot of businesses going away. But, uh, you know, while golf could be severely impacted, I don't it's not going to go away. There's still going to be some some semblance of it. Right. Sure. And I think brands like Sub Seventy, Tour Edge, and what have you are going to be in a great position to be there for the bulk of the people who are like, "Listen, times have changed. I still want to golf though, and I want good stuff." Yeah, it's just the days of a thousand dollar driver and a five hundred dollar fairway wood might not be the world I'm living in. What you know, I want to think about this a little more strategically and cost con- conscious. Right. Yeah. I, disposable income will be limited for at least a little while when we come out of this. Or and, smarter. Right. Or actually smarter. Right. Not just limited, but more thought out. Right. And so new new equipment from one of the bigger brands will be will be out of reach for a lot more people. Yeah. But we'll still have sub 70 as a, as a legitimate option for, you know, and, and quality. I can't stress this enough. I mean, I, so I, I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm, as you all, I'm sure have figured out I am a raging golf nerd as much as I don't like to admit it. And I will genuinely tell you, I don't, I don't have them. I haven't reviewed them yet. Sub 70 has a set of irons. That is literally one of my top five, favorite irons in 
recent times in golf. It's yeah. so good that, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to play them. Unfortunately, I really, really like the irons I play right now. So I'm not, I'm not dying for any change. And then you mix in my whole vintage obsession lately. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, uh, Jay and Jason, unfortunately, you do not have 70 year old forged irons that you're selling. So I, I'm sorry, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. They're making, they make really good stuff. I'm not just saying it because they're nice to us and take their time to talk to us. It's they're great. They make really, really, really good stuff. Yep. And I, I keep going back and it's so friggin' affordable. So yep. affordable. It's shocking. The, 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 how well those clubs play for how much they cost. And, and you know, it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be for how much they cost because it's just shocking how well they play in general. Like those, it, those irons are just, they're. It goes, if you take all the brands off, you don't know who's is who yeah. they're going to hold up with a majority yep. of the, of the people out there. Yep. hundred <clears throat> percent. We reviewed on our website this week, actually the sub 70 good timing, the sub 70 699 U utility iron. So it's their driving iron. I am not a driving iron person. Uh, even if they look good to me, I just am terrible with them. Never been good uh, to the, I find it center face is impossible and or anywhere near it, I should say. And I do not realize the benefits they offer. Now do some research. That's not as uncommon of an, of a thing as you'd think. Um, they aren't notorious for being easy to hit, but the yeah. sub 7699 U is fantastic. We, we got a, batch of clubs in from them including that club the 699 irons and then the hybrid which we still i still have to write a review for and i mean that that utility iron jumped out as the all-star of that group by a mile to me i mean it is and again going to that point of i want to say it's like a hundred dollar club it competes with three hundred dollar forge face this blah 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 whatever yeah. right yeah it is so easy to hit, so easy to control, goes a million miles, depending on what loft you have, right? Um, I mean, it really is a testament. I would have never, I, I was, hey, I want to write a review on it. I've heard good things. Okay, cool. I anticipated 0% walking away from that, but you know what? I need to put a utility iron in my bag. And after, <laughs> in fact, you guys were you guys were there the, with me when I played it one day, and there was a quite a handful of holy shit. Yeah. This is awesome. Not maybe yeah. not to the extent of my tour edge exotics EXS two twenty three wood. That thing was next level. But I said to you guys multiple times, my like, guys, I'm not kidding. This thing's I'm I can't miss with this thing and you see mm-hmm. where it's going. So uh when they when they fire back up, actually maybe I think it's illegal. But as I say, maybe I can get Jason to sneak into work and <laughs> just grab a head and send it to me. And I'll be like, hey, yeah, I'll send you like, I'll send you a check. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't matter. What, who cares? Send it to me now. I can't do you shit. Can't, with you it. can't play with it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I can hit it Nothing into matters. a Hit it into a net in my right. driveway. Great. Right. Oh, I think I'm. Hmm. I think I found a steal on driving range mats and uh, did i mention this yesterday when we were talking about raccoon trails no okay i th- i found a steal courtesy let me cite my sources golf wrx dealer no deal section um there's this company in indiana that basically goes and buys used driving range mats every year right so your whatever country club you had a bunch of mats before the grass range was open and the season's up you'll keep some of them get rid of some of them but what if somebody is willing to buy them from you and you make a few bucks and then next year when you replace them you have a little money in your pocket yeah well they get everything from near mint to like yeah they've seen some use 
So I don't yeah. I don't quite have a pulse on the the grades of them yet, but five by five, and they are. If you, I mean you, if you've have you ever looked up how much a, a like normal size driving range mat costs? Yeah, they're outrageous. I, I've seen them up to eight hundred dollars. Yeah, it's outrageous for a mat. Yeah, yeah. The most expensive, like near perfect, you can't even tell it's been used from these guys was two hundred and ten dollars. Wow. So I think uh, okay. I think I may be looking into one of those here now that I've understood I'm not playing at a golf course or driving range for the next, you know, 32 years. <laughs> I need something to hit, hit a golf yeah. ball off of that. That's a good deal. That's well, wow. and I'm, so I'm out, you know, I'm still doing my chipping off of my small little chipping mat, but okay. your feet are on a different plane, whatever. And then it's like, you're just looking at going, well, if I come in six inches deep, I'm yeah. going to hit my sidewalk. <laughs> right. Boy, I'm like, all right, if I just get the full mat, we'll see. And it, like, you're, you're talking getting mats under a hundred bucks shipped. So yeah, we'll that's yeah. It's a good deal. That's uh, a good find. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, I would say I'd hook you up with the link, but you, you can't have that where you live. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would use it maybe like for, like photography. I stay for pictures. I guess. Oh, that's yeah. a good point too. That that just yeah. justifies my spend. Now I got a nice yeah. even green background. Yeah. See, there you go. Hell yeah, winter. Boom. Yeah, winter <laughs> is going to be a whole new ball game. Though I, He's I going love for it. it, eagle. Yeah. Could you? You could have done that better, but the, that was solid. <laughs> that was good. You just didn't execute it well. Eagle. Hey, let's talk about that. Not on our list to discuss. Um, our good friend Davis Love the Third, the who we quote the we have right. we haven't really broken out on this show. That is something we've joked about numerous times on the YouTube show. That right. range in, with, life. in between one another, right, right, right. That, Privately, <laughs> that range life a show sometimes about golf. You can find it on youtubecom slash Chris McEwen. Um, he goes right when Davis Love starts his new broadcast job. He goes, Dustin Johnson, he's going. Wait, what is it? He's going. He's going for it. Eagle. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this was getting younger and hipper. Anyway, go look. Right. At, if you can find, I've we've tried. I can't find it. I saw it once on Twitter when it happened. I haven't been able to find it since. Um. But that's our um, that's our steak dinner boom. Instead of saying <laughs> right, right, right. steak dinner boom, we say he's going for it. Eagle, eagle. <laughs> you got it's so stupid. I don't know why we think it's so funny, but it it's so the funny. best. If you've heard it, if you've heard it, you're all in on it too, and you know it. So anyway, his house, um, yeah, it was bad, burned to the ground. Like yeah, whatever. Baldwin brother and Kurt Russell and backdraft. Shout out Chicago. <laughs> Like that thing was crazy. Yeah. And uh, I want to see who's the first person who texted me about it. Like, hey, did you see this? I think it was Victor Afable. Let me name drop on my podcast. Again. Yeah. Never heard of him. Uh, someone's like, no. <laughs> um, VA shafts. Anyway, I need to get that new nemesis. But turns out times are tough. He's like, I'm not giving you a free shaft right now, bro. Yeah. It's like. Fine, I understand. Anyway, <laughs> so Davis Love, his house just went up in horrible flames. Everybody, him and his wife were there and got out before problems. Yeah. And I said, I remember reading something in the last few years where he has this compound on, you know, like Sea Island or whatever, right? Yeah. And it's been on the market for years. And the problem is, they're asking the house and property. I almost made a joke there that no one would get the house and the property are worth what he's they're asking for, but it's one of those supply and demand things where like nobody wants it though. Like that's yeah. not something people want to spend that kind of money on for reasons X, Y, and Z. And he, so as a result, as of the fire, the house has been on the market for seven years and they're looking to take like a huge bath on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm hardly pointing any fingers, but 
in a way, I'm almost like, other than losing their memories and now that everyone's safe, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But that. Yeah. I want to know, know so much more. I just want to know so much more. You know what I want to know about? Um, the Tooth Fairy. But before we got on, you had some sort of Tooth Fairy incident, and I'm dying to know what happened. Because I know you have, you've got these weird, you've got a weird Tooth Fairy tradition that you accidentally started. Yeah, and it continued. So <laughs> it continued. Actually, some good news on that front. For those who don't know, the Tooth Fairy tradition is. Uh, we didn't have anything to put under my daughter's pillow when she lost her first tooth because we got caught off guard because they, you know, they don't, they're not loose for days before they come out. They just fall straight out immediately. So there's no, no preparation time. Obviously we had nothing to put under her pillow. So I found, and I'm, there's so much to explain about this. I found this piggy bank, the small piggy bank that my my late grandmother gave all the grandkids or a handful of them. She was big into like at Christmas. She had a bit. You got a recycled gift from her house. And if there wasn't some like quirky, goofy thing she could give you, she gave you something like this. So she gave me this little piggy bank with probably $20 worth of Sacagawea dollars in it. <laughs> so they're like gold coins, right? Right. And so when we didn't have anything, I somehow remembered I recently unearthed this. Oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to be like, you know, your dad used to have a podcast with this guy named right. Chris <laughs> right. com. Let me let me show you the story about the truth fair uh, tooth fairy. <laughs> the true story about the tooth fairy. Anyway. So I recently, for whatever reason, found a box, this thing, this piggy bank with these Sacagawea dollars in it. And I I knew it was in the garage. And I go, wait, Sarah, my wife, Sarah, I got it. I have a bunch of Sacagawea dollars in the garage that I'm like, we well, don't spend them. What do you, you, you just keep them. You just do. Right. So I went out and got a couple of those. We put them under a pillow and oh my God, it was like she found Blackbeard's treasure. Right. <laughs> so ever since that's been what and she, she, where we live, she could show up to school and some kid, some, you know, seven year old kid back. Oh, I lost a tooth last night and I woke up and I found a set of Ferrari car keys under my pillow. I got a car. <laughs> right. And that's not us. But she's just like she could be a typical seven year old oldest child. And she's just like my tooth fell out. Does that mean the tooth fairy is going to bring me more gold coins? Right. And naturally we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because we know we got a stock of them. (laughs) So she lost a tooth last night. We were like, hey, don't forget we have to do them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we forgot. So (laughs) she woke up today. And the best part was she didn't even realize it right away. And she's like, Hey, I didn't check under my pillow. And my wife and I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> so she goes and checks under her pillow. Hey, you know, you just hear her from the other side of the house. Like, Oh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> my wife hats off Madeline. You know what? I bet you it's because of the coronavirus. The tooth fairy knows oh, you can't go God. in someone's house right now. And even the tooth fairy is staying away from coronavirus. So wow. She probably on her feet. Sarah. She probably came by and said, Hey, oh, there's a tooth. I can't go in. Maybe she'll come back tonight and leave something. And uh it's impressive. Yeah, at first she was just like, You gotta put something in the mailbox. I'm like, what? No, she'll see you. Okay. <laughs> so tonight. After after we hung up on our Zoom call, I had to go. Now this is the nice thing. I found a Ziploc bag. They I don't think they're sacage. I think they're the president, like gold dollar coins. Okay. I found a Ziploc bag full of again probably like twenty of them. Yeah. Like, where did these come from? Where, I don't, where do you guys just have you just have silver dollars laying around your house somewhere? They're gold, thank you. <laughs> this isn't Susan B. Anthony. Ever heard of her? Um, so 
and I've, I, I, I'm like, where, where did these come from? I don't even remember where I found them. Like, what are the, and I, I, oh, they were in the bottom of a kitchen drawer, like a junk drawer. Wow. And I'm like, this is like $20 just lost. And he's like, oh yeah, we got those from whatever. So tonight after we got off the zoom, like, Hey, I gave her an envelope out of my office, pulled a sheet of paper out of the printer. I'm like, you need to write a tooth fairy note <laughs> and I'll get the coins. So we dropped, uh, you know, dropped some coins and a note in the envelope. I'm hoping, I'm hoping she explained something to do with the coronavirus. I didn't see the note because I had to, I had to hop on the pod instead of leaving Chris hanging here. And I was wondering, you're like, all you said was, I got, I, I need like five or ten minutes. I got a tooth fairy thing I got to take care of. <laughs> and then you were gone. I got, I got, go. I've got so many questions. I got so much or so many. R so is I'm not sure <laughs> Oxford commas. Uh, oh, don't get don't. We have uh, <laughs> we have way too many inside jokes going today, and I apologize. It's 11:45. Right, it's late at night. Um, yeah, so that's the tooth fairy. We'll see how it goes. Um, remind me on Sunday when we record, um, the coronavirus version of that range life slash lockdown golf podcast. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how it goes. Me oh, too. And then how about how I was late to the Zoom because of our breaking news, Amazon grocery delivery. Having My wife, and she's not wrong. I can't falter for this, but being like, oh, no, you, you can't take something into your house. Just sitting on the front porch herself, her front stoop, disinfecting everything before she brings it in the house. I'm talking like rubber gloves and bleach really except you can't with the produce yeah so then she like brings the produce all in and she's like we got to wash all of it you can't just put that in a way put that away and i'm like oh yeah it's fine i'll just wash it and she's like yeah but what about the bags it's in people are handling those and putting them in the bags and I go you gotta be kidding me but the problem is <laughs> i'm like you are the worst but you're not wrong right like when, right. once you start down the rabbit hole and think of no, the domino yeah. effect. You know what? She's not wrong. She's not you wrong. Can't pick and choose what to dis- disinfect. Right. Either and disinfect all of it like, or they're the, probably yeah. wearing. I'd have to imagine, given the circumstance, the people doing this are wearing gloves. And she's like, "What if they sneezed? Like, if they sneezed and they have it, or if they sneezed at all, they're not. They're throwing the food away." She's like, "Right. What if they just talked over it?" <laughs> I'm like, "You know, you're right." You're, right. you're right. You're hundred percent right. And now it's in my head too. So it's not even like, you know what? It is what it is. It's not a, you know, it's not avoidable. You, uh, this is what you can't live like that. I'm like, no, I can. And I am. So, all right, let's get, let's get dumping all these, uh, vegetables and fruits out, washing them up and then transferring them into <laughs> different bags yeah. to put in the yep. refrigerator. That's what we did. That's what we did. Oh, so um, when you just gave me that, are you kidding me? Like you're doing it too. I didn't see you kidding me. Yeah, you said something. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be a shame if someone was recording this and we could check later. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to get a text at like one in the morning. You're going, hey, I did it. F you. I totally didn't say that. Like, <laughs> dang it. I'm You'll so- never know the truth because. Since oh, well, you edit you these, did, so you, you could actually put in or is, you know take out. It is true. I do edit these. <laughs> and who is it me and your wife edit these so who's the other person who edits these i think that's how we ended up inside jokes with that. inside yeah. jokes are great all right let's talk go back we so we talked sub 70 that was some golf then we got severely just detoured with the tooth fairy you said you have some more news to break on day 15's podcast it's true what are you doing uh the week of november 9th um oh could this possibly be the a rescheduling pos- of the um no there's no way they're pushing FedEx cup stuff to November well that is when Jim Nance may be broadcasting on CBS uh for the Masters See, I wasn't thinking Masters. I was thinking maybe yeah. Olympia Fields was getting moved. No, so according to uh, 
according to our pal Eamon Lynch of Golf Week. He's a good friend um, of mine. Good friend. Yeah. Text Go him. way back. Text him right Eamon now. And I. <laughs> so there's <laughs> there have been uh quite the I guess the the number he says he calls them daily conference calls in a frantic bid to rescue the season. Um they've put together a loose schedule and the only the only tournament or only golf thing that will that will not be moved is the Ryder Cup as of right now. So the Ryder Cup will still happen. Um, the other piece of news, which we, I guess, I don't know, maybe Golf Digest got it wrong, but the Open is not canceled as of right now. Yeah, I saw that. It's likely still to making, be canceled, but currently yeah. postponed. Right. So they put they, right now it's postponed. They could reschedule it in September. Um, so basically when the Olympics got canceled, that opened up, you know, four weeks of potential golf. And so now they're trying to figure out if they can fill those four weeks. Um, oh my God. How good would that be if they did all four majors just, like week after week after week after week? Right. And then just did like with the Ryder cup in there. So the, so basically the Ryder cup would happen in Wisconsin. I think the week after the, the open, which would just be, I mean, that would be a run of golf. Like. I mean, it'd be, we've never seen and may never see again. It'd be well, it's a double edged sword because it'd be like a dream come true for golf nerds like us. But yeah. as we talked about in one of the episodes, being the token golf guy in the office, hey, did you hear the Masters was canceled? Like, yes, I did. Uh, yeah. It's me saying like, hey, yeah. golf guy, ooh, isn't this great? I think we're gonna, me and the guys are gonna go meet up at the like. I, I, all right, all right, golf guys, I get it. <laughs> But then yeah, like, like, I'll be I'll be poo pooing it, but I'll be the first one coming home. Like, I can't talk to any of you. I got to go watch all the golf. <laughs> right. Right. So the next big challenge for them, because if, if all those event, if all those events get moved into the fall, they have some television problems because that's football season. Say, there is that little thing called football. Though, yeah. I, I, I think the Masters, I, I don't think any of the other events do. But the Masters, I think, would outdo football. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good debate. I don't know, man. The NFL is pretty powerful. They, I mean, who? I know. I get it. Like everyone turns tunes in. I mean, if you have, it's Sunday in the Masters and you've but got Masters NFL happens every year. Masters in November has never happened. Sure, and people are I mean, into the Masters regardless. So Masters in November, I think, would get people going. So do you think do you think Danny Willett or a Danny Willett type player coming down the stretch on Sunday at the Masters is going to draw like a Bears Vikings game? Unfortunately, no Bears Vikings game. That's right. I don't think so either. So it'll be interesting. Like if it's if it's a name, if it's like JT or Tiger, obviously, but like if it's somebody, Phil, I think then you might have an argument. But I don't know. I mean that the NFL is a juggernaut of television ratings but anyways that's that's the new kind of schedule so they're talking and they, they are talking about moving uh i just put my notes away with the pga championship i think no the u.s open over to the west coast so they'd move it from i think it's supposed to be at winged foot but they're gonna it's either gonna be tory or pebble beach because since they have multiple courses and they're gonna need a, two courses basically with all the players that are involved uh, so we may still get why, some majors why? in why would they move it to the West Coast? So uh, they have two later courses. In the year. Oh, I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So we'll see. But you know, I mean, the Masters in November—that's yeah. Sign me up, man. I'm in. That'd be that's dope. Awesome. I saw a thing on the second thing I'm going to reference Golf WRX about today. They I saw a thread where a guy. Um, I'm, I still don't really understand this, but he sold it was the first time he's ever gotten master's tickets and he sold them because he was totally planning on going, but then, uh, unexpectedly due to having a baby, he's not going to be able to go. And I can't remember. I can't remember when you find out you got your tickets. Right. Doesn't the 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 entry for the lottery usually open shortly after the tournament ends? Right. Yeah. Find out in like July, I think. 
something like that. Everyone gets the letter on the same day or what. Yeah. It's a big, so, like on Twitter, it's a whole thing. Oh, uh, I mean, it, you roughly would have been at like day one of knowing you're having a baby when you bought those tickets. Yeah, it's true. But I sort of feel like, I mean, surprises are surprises. Let's be honest here. <laughs> but you don't have to tell me. Hey, uh, <laughs> shit just got real on our podcast. <laughs> you, uh, something I feel like you, if you know, you got some master's tickets for your first time ever and you want to, you really want to go, you maybe start doing some math. Right. You're possibly you want to think through that again. Yeah. Accidents happen. Okay. I get it. But if it wasn't like, calculate a little bit now, that's actually not the interesting part of the story. So the guy looked up he's like, well, I can't go now. So he looked up how much tickets are going for market value and hundred dollar tickets, you know, go for thousand dollars, right? They go for, yeah. if not more. Yeah. He went, well, I can make a few dollars on this, but look, I can't use them. I'm not trying to compete with the market. I just trying to get my money back. So he sold them for 500 bucks each. So expensive grand scheme of things. Not that bad. Uh, Shortly thereafter, he gets notified by Augusta National Golf Club. You may have heard of it before. And they said, hey, we saw we found out you resold your tickets. Somebody else paid for them. We have nulled those tickets. So they are no longer valid. And you are suspended indefinitely (laughs) for ever purchasing tickets to the Masters again. Wow. And he goes, how did they find that out? Well, I have, we'll get there. So everyone's like, well, what happened? You know, how did they, and he goes, I had, there's like no way they should have traced back to me with what I posted on eBay. So I didn't have the barcode, the numbers, anything. There's nothing you would say. My name is this and this is my address on eBay. So it's not like Augusta could be going. We're we're hawking on eBay trying to figure out who's doing what. Right. One of the great. I mean, Golf WRX is a community of, you know, never mind FBI detectives. You need something. (laughs) Listen, you need to find out what Carol Baskin's husband is. That's a Tiger King reference. Yeah. You get golf WRX on it. Forget the feds. Forget anybody else. Yeah. They'll golf figure it WRX out. We'll get to the bottom of it. A guy chimes in. Here's what probably happened. Hey, I bought these tickets. Shit. The masters is not going to happen in April. Now I need to inquire about how do I, can I refund oh. these and get some of my money back at least at the cost or are they yeah. going to be valid whenever they reschedule it? What's in it for me? Let me contact the customer service. And they went, yeah, what's your ticket number or whatever? Okay. Huh? What's your name? Oh, it says these were bought by so-and-so. Guys like, that's probably what happened to you. And so the guy's like, oh, wow. yeah. It's, of course, yeah. everybody's debating like him being mad about being caught. And he goes, oh, no. I've accepted my fate. You know, it is what it is. They tell you not to do it. I got caught. My warning to you is this guy's now coming to me going, Hey, I can't use these tickets now. Are you, I just bought these, you know, for 1500 yeah. bucks for the three of them yeah. or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. He goes, I'm telling you this as buyers. If any yeah. of you out there are thinking you should buy tickets, if they get caught, not only are you out your money on the secondary market, that you're you're not gonna be you won't be able to go, right, right. So FYI, man, they don't mess around. Augusta doesn't mess around, man, at all. Yeah, I thought that wow. was that was something. I'm surprised. Like, um, I'm surprised they don't implement. Well, I guess they. I don't know if they could or not. But like, um, I know like Pearl Jam, you can't sell your tickets on the secondary market. Well, they can't do it. It's it's like it's like fan to fan purchasing only, and it's for the face value, and you, that's there's no other way around it. But it's all digital. Well, and that's there's where no physical ticket. These guys get criticized. They're like, if you don't want this to happen, 
Yeah. Either A, do a buyback program, B, sell way more tickets because apparently it's well documented that they sell well under capacity. Oh, for sure. So sell more tickets. You're creating this. Like you don't want people to resell right. tickets for a thousand dollars. Sell more tickets. Take that price, take that inflation out. Yeah. But what are you gonna they do? They would never do that though. They're gonna do it their way. And that's that. They're so they're like as exciting as it gets. They're so Augusta National. It's I have a yeah I have a, I have a very much a love hate relationship with that golf course and that club and that whole thing. Have you ever? What's that book? I've bought this book for literally ten people. Um, it's Curtis something. Yeah, it's gonna drive me nuts. It's a book, but basically they're like. <laughs> If you want to stay in love with the fantasy that is a Masters in Augusta National, don't read this book. Sure. And yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. So naturally, what did I do? I bought the book and read it. <laughs> right. And I got to tell you, I I mean, it isn't like if someone came and said, do you want to play Augusta National? I'm like, here, take my house. What do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Um, but... It did have that effect. I'm like, oh, Cliff Roberts is a piece of trash. Uh, eh, Bobby Jones, okay, but like, man, Augusta sucks. Yeah, there's a stories about like how they'd make, uh, in you know the early days, make the black kids blindly. I don't remember if it was, they were they were blindfolded, or whatever, but they have to just basically, quote unquote, box, but beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and they'd bet on it, and it's like. It was just ruthless and inappropriate. It's just bad. The book is called The Masters, Golf, Money, and Power in Augusta, Georgia by Kurt Sampson. Okay. It is. Well, I got time, so. It is so good. I'm reading a book right now just to like really, when I I really start getting into it, I can't wait to just annoy you to to no end. What, What topic? Golf course architecture. Oh, that one annoying. Do you think I'm not a golf course architecture guy? Oh, I didn't know if you, I thought you were like a, no, I didn't know if you were, if you were not, not so much anti golf ar- architecture, but it's, it's Alistair McKenzie's book. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm cracking that open. Did right you now. know he had something to do with Augusta national? I was aware of that. That's why I just thought of it. Did you know that we posted up on March 31st a write-up about the Meadow Club, Alistair McKenzie's first American golf course? I missed that. Yeah, we did. You should probably go. It's a John post. You should go read it. Oh, that's probably why I didn't read it. Just kidding, John. Just kidding. Some bitch. (laughs) I hate that. That's cold. You know, I'm kidding. It's pretty good. So, it, but let, let me ask you something though. Let me ask you something when, when it comes to like, if you, if you were going to, so yeah, I guess everybody wants to play Augusta. I don't really, it's not real high on my list. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. So if they, if they put Augusta, they said you can play Augusta or you can play, I don't know, X golf course, right? Um, yeah. Whatever. Uh, is it an automatic Augusta versus anybody like Augusta is your one seed and that's the, that's the pinnacle. Cause it's really not for me. My number one. I don't really want to be around it. I love, see, that's the thing. Like I love watching it. I love the masters, but I don't know if I want to be on those on the grounds per se. My number one, I've already knocked off twice. Yeah, I know. Notice I'm not saying the name. Yeah, I know. All right. Just don't say the name. All right. Fine. I've knocked it off twice. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed. Um, I got to tell you it's so it's up there. Um, okay. I, it, it's definitely up there and I like, I know I would go there and, and love it and be just like near tears. Like I would be into it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Of course. Of course. I'd appreciate everything about it. I'd never stop talking about till the day I die. But if you were to say to me today, you can go play what my number one is or Augusta. I'd pick Augusta. Like I have that. Yeah. You've already played your number one. Correct. What and, about Augusta versus. Okay. So you and three buddies are you, me and two buddies 
<laughs> can go can go <laughs> can go play Augusta or we can go to Bandon and play Sheep Ranch. I'd go to Augusta ten out of ten times over that. Really? Do Bandon's resort golf. Like it's it was built in the nineties. It's cool. Cabot Links. Cabot Links versus Augusta. Same thing. Let me let me really? do let me do this work for you. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bill. You old Chris McEwen.com, Tommy O'Connell, John Heisey, and Josh Rivera can all hop on a plane and go play St. Andrews old course and a couple of the other gems there. You can go play yeah. Augusta once or twice. I'd pick the St. Andrews trip. Okay. Augusta's cool. St. Andrew yeah. is modern is the birthplace of modern golf. Yeah, I wasn't gonna bring up overseas because I feel like that's to so, me that that's that's more of a mismatch than let but, me, you know in the States. Let's all right, so that was our thirty thousand foot view. Let's bring it in a little bit. Okay. All right. You've played your number one. You've played you've played Butler National. You've played Medina three. You've done it. You've done it all. What else is there? <laughs> By the way, that's a Howard Stern bit that probably three people might get. Uh um, yeah. And it's true. I I've played some good courses. Here, Bill. You have forty eight hours. Which is fly here. Let's say one day, two nights. So you fly in, you sleep, you play golf the next day. Maybe it's two rounds, maybe it's one. I don't know. You get your day at the club. Yeah. You sleep, you go home the next day. Yeah. Your choices. Oh, actually, I just added another one into this. I'm going to give you two. (laughs) Okay. Your choices are Pine Valley. Or Augusta National Golf Club. Augusta you want me to answer Na- that? Augusta National Golf Club does have Tiger Woods winning some historic Masters tournaments and a lot of interesting professional golf history. I'm going to pick Pine Valley. Yeah, I'm going to Pine Valley too. And I'm going to be like, let me fly in someone and hook me up with a flight into their private airstrip. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I there's 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 a, there's several uh, in front of like if I had my pick if I could put together my schedule. Um, I'd go play a bunch of courses before I went before I, I got to Augusta. I think I might have one though that I would pick over Pine Valley too. I think the buck the buck club. It doesn't exist. <laughs> don't even get me started on that bullshit either. Um, and I like Zach Blair, but don't get me started. so do I. But don't oh, even yeah. get me started. too much, man. Yeah, cool Sugarloaf Club, Scotty Cameron, two thousand five, um, Cypress Point. Yeah. Al McKenzie right there too. Yeah. That's a uh, full circle there. Yep. Cypress point is, uh, that's the one, Do you know what Augusta doesn't that's have the one that Cypress tree just sitting there about to fall yeah. over. So they have to wire it and they had to like brick it in. And right. I, I've even read some things about how there's a, there's like some parts of it that in that didn't need to be this way, but are so underwhelming for everything else you witness out there. But I, uh, hey, you get you can get on Cypress Point, okay? And by all accounts, Cypress Point, while very difficult to get onto, is easier yeah. than Augusta. I think I pick Cypress Point. Yeah, for sure. I want to go on record as saying this is what a tight three horse race like. <laughs> yeah, of course, if flip like spin a golf tee, whichever way it lands, I'm, I am beside myself emotionally. Begging it, whoever I need for the money to make it happen into it. <laughs> and like, oh, hang on. How many months till I play either, any of them? Uh, actually, I, I got to tell you, spend money in the pro shop way more at Augusta than the other two, though. Oh, yeah. See, you're a pro shop guy and I'm not. I know because you're God forbid. You know, God, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. I buy a ball. I buy a logo ball. But you got to remember, so like Augusta, right? Oh, everybody's got a master's golf ball and master's this, master's that. But you go to play there as just you, well, you're getting the Augusta National logo. Right. That's right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, read that book. The Masters, Golf Money I will. and Power in Augusta, Georgia. It changed my outlook a lot. Um, yeah. 
I don't want to take anything away from it. It's cool. And I am curious to hear what you hear, hear what you think about uh, the Al McKenzie book you're reading. So I'm excited about it. I have an open invitation, free golf at um, a course he designed in Sutton Caulfield of Birmingham in England around okay. like just before he started making his way out to Augusta and the story, I mean, this course is old, 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 the story, he, he actually rebuilt it, redesigned, you know, redesigned it. But in those days it was a rebuild and okay. the course itself goes back to like 1870 something. I don't know. Um, it was a park that they put a golf course in and then the, the village, gave it as a gift to like the, uh, I'm not kidding you, like a local group of monks. And apparently wow. in the late 1800s, like given the class systems, it was rich people and religious, like religious uh, officials such as monks, priests, etc., who were the golfers because they were the ones who could afford to do it. Interesting. And, um, you know, because being in it with the church meant power. So you would, Sure. gift them to be part of that world and then you know whatever time passed it's still where this course is it's still a giant park because you know they're real big in their parks in the uk that's what they do right and yeah mckenzie the story goes mckenzie um went in their usual layout kind of stuff but was testing a lot of the concepts that would later become what he did at augusta like you won't look at this course and be like, oh yeah, I see Augusta in there, but you might right. you'll be like, Oh yeah, this was sort of where he was going. Yep. These are I am developing my style and these are the things I'm going to introduce to the world. Supposedly. I I I've only seen a few pictures. I've read things. Maybe one day post coronavirus works doing a little better. I get over there and I I make that happen. But uh That'd be pretty cool to be like, I've never played an Al McKenzie in America, but don't worry, I played one in England. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Chris. Is there anything else you feel like we need to cover today? I feel like we've said it all. I think so. All right, well, happy Friday. Jesus Christ, it's late. Happy Friday. <laughs> and uh, listen, we'll be back on this Sunday getting you guys uh, the next episode out on Monday. And hey, as we've been saying, stay safe out there and keep your spirits up. Want everybody to get through this, come out the other side, go play some golf, maybe get on Augusta National and uh, you know, maybe start seeing some killer golf come this fall. But more importantly, we all got to get there. So until then, it's been a pleasure, Chris. It's great talking to you, bud. Talk to you later. Do it, man. All right. Bye, everyone.